This is CliffCentral.com. It's also Monday, which means Beyond Bitcoin. We're going to check in with Revix. You know, we started talking to them mm-hmm. two weeks ago. We spoke about um, their exciting new offering, which is, you know, to go in and buy a, a basically an index of cryptocurrencies, an index, a balanced index, which brings into sharp focus which cryptocurrencies are doing well, which ones are doing poorly, which ones you need to be a part of. And um, they're quite a new business, but they really seem to be doing extremely interesting things. And we often uh, feel like we need to check in on these things, no matter how little or much we understand about them. And today we're going to be talking to Sean Sanders, the founder of Revix, about payment cryptos and their payment bundle. So he's on the line to talk to us this morning. Uh, Sean, good morning. Nice to speak to you again. Um, I'm sure you heard what Henry had to say about the retail economy at the moment, some of the things that are going on in investment generally all over the world, including in artificial meat IPOs in Silicon Valley. But yours is uh, sometimes at the leading edge of this because cryptocurrencies are something that everybody talks about but very few people know about. And a lot of people have burnt their fingers here. A lot of people are still unsure. The product that you guys are offering is quite an interesting new way of taking on cryptocurrencies. Nice to speak to you this morning. Good morning, Gareth. Yeah. Morning. Thanks very much for having me. And uh, yeah, uh, look, the entire economy is interconnected, right? Yeah. So you're talking about meat IPOs or crypto. They're all related. Uh, they all work together in many ways. So yeah, I mean, essentially, I mean, today I'm, I want to talk to you about payment cryptocurrencies. Okay, uh, so this is one of the one of the bundles that we own. All right, so let, let's start uh, off. Let's just start off with with how people might understand these things, because we've been talking for the longest time about how you should be able to buy things with Bitcoin or any other kind of cryptocurrency if you need to, and you should be able to just use it as a standard exchange, as you would rands, dollars, pounds, or whatever else. Um, to what degree is that happening, and what kind of appetite is there for it? And what is a payment cryptocurrency? Okay, so let me just start with what is a payment cryptocurrency. So, I mean, everyone, well, most people know about Bitcoin, right? And this was essentially the first cryptocurrency, and the idea was to create this uh, fast, cheap, and borderless means of payment. So you could transfer value from somebody in South Africa to somebody in, say, Uzbekistan, in no time whatsoever and for very low cost. Good. Because currently, I mean, we can all know the pain points that exist with, you know, moving money overseas. I've you tried, pay I've tried to buy four. things in Uzbekistan for so long now, <laughs> and it's just never, ever worked out for me. Yeah, well, you know, when you're making payments anyway, right? I mean, even moving money just to Lesotho or Zimbabwe. Sure. I mean, it takes it takes a long time and it costs you a lot of money, which it's, it's weird because we live in this digital world. Uh, money is no longer this physical in your wallet kind of thing, but it, it's quicker to jump into or jump onto a plane, fly to New York or fly to Uzbekistan and deliver the money yourself rather than make a digital payment. It's just strange. Yeah. So essentially, payment cryptocurrencies are kind of created just well, were created and are being created to kind of address the shortcomings of the traditional payment system. And you know, Bitcoin kind of kicked us all off. So Bitcoin came out the gate. It was meant to be this borderless you know, peer-to-peer kind of means of value transfer. And it's done a fantastic job at kind of pioneering the way. Mm-hmm. But over time, there's been all these other cryptos that have emerged, which have essentially, I think, outperformed Bitcoin in many other regards. So Bitcoin's grown in value. It's become, it became very well known. But in terms of making very quick transfers, it's terrible. And in terms of making quite, you know, value um, enhancer transfers, having quite cheap transfers, it's, again, terrible. Just this morning, I went on to uh, one of the wallets that I have to make a thousand rand payment 
uh, to another wallet and it was going to cost me 55 rand for a thousand rand payment, which is, you know, even higher than the banks. So that's bad. So which cryptocurrencies or which platforms and, and which means do you advocate for then if Bitcoin's terrible? Well, I mean, yeah, so this is the thing, right? There's a lot happening on the Bitcoin front. So you've got the Lightning Network, which is coming in. I won't get into detail on that, but that's meant to change the way that value can be transferred on the Bitcoin network. So Bitcoin is definitely not dead and it's certainly not dead and gone. But there are these other cryptocurrencies, which are just fast more superior uh, for value transfer. And this includes uh, Ripple. It includes Litecoin. It includes uh, Lumens on the Stellar network. Uh, it includes, of course, um, Dash, which has a bit more of a privacy focus to it, if you'd like. Mm-hmm. So there's all these other cryptos that can be transferred in a way, way shorter period of time. Uh, they're all cheaper to transfer than Bitcoin, and they're all borderless. I can make a payment using Litecoin. I can make a payment using XRP, which is Ripple. I can make a payment using uh, Dash, and it will happen within three, five seconds, and it'll be it'll cost me a few cents, no matter the amount that I'm transacting. You mentioned Litecoin. Now, what's been going on with Litecoin? Because they call it the silver of the crypto world. Why, why do they call it that, and what's been happening there? Yeah, so, I mean, Litecoin was actually a hard fork of Bitcoin in 2011. And the the founder, Charlie Lee, he, he kind of created this not to necessarily compete with Bitcoin, just the same way that, you know, uh, silver doesn't necessarily compete with gold. Mm-hmm. But his idea was essentially that you could have some sort of a, a, a crypto that would be able to be used for daily activities. So his idea was Bitcoin could be used for buying a car, or for buying a house, any high value uh, purchase. And Litecoin essentially could be used for buying your coffee or for buying uh, chewing gum in a store or something along those mm-hmm. lines. So that's essentially what uh, what led to the creation of Litecoin. And, you know, what's been making it uh, fly and go up 275 percent in 20, 2019 alone? Well, this is probably due to the halving that's taking place. So Bitcoin has a, a mining reward, right? Uh, yes. Litecoin has exactly the same thing, this mining reward, which every 10 minutes or so, miners are incentivized to kind of secure the network and they get rewarded in, if it's the Bitcoin network, in Bitcoin. And in the, Lite, in the Litecoin network, they get rewarded in Litecoin. Mm-hmm. And every 10 minutes, essentially a new block is formed. These miners are then rewarded in, in each of these cryptocurrencies. And what's happening uh, in four months' time is essentially the Litecoin network is going to be having a block halving event. And what this means is essentially the inflation rate or the reward that these miners receive for creating a new block in the Litecoin network is halved from uh, currently on the Litecoin network. i just make sure I'm saying this right. It's going to go from 25 Litecoin to 12.5 Litecoin. Right. By the way, how many screens do you have around you at the moment? (laughs) Four screens. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm picturing you sitting there in front of what looks like a, a control room of a nuclear reactor, watching things going up and down, left and right. By the way, Revix, just to be clear, um, you guys do offer a, a payment bundle. Explain to me how that works. Yeah, so our, our philosophy is essentially to say, well, you can't pick which cryptocurrencies are going to be the winners in the space. You can't pick which you know payment cryptocurrency is going to be the best in the space. Is it going to be Bitcoin? Is Bitcoin's Lightning Network that I mentioned going to actually come through and make Bitcoin a, a means of payment, a, something that you can actually use for daily transfers? Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's going to be Ripple. Maybe it's going to be Litecoin. Maybe it's going to be Dash. So what we've done is we've essentially equally weighted the top five cryptocurrencies that are payment focused. We've neatly put them in a bundle. We rebalance that bundle on a monthly basis. And essentially, it's an easy-peasy investment. It's a, it's a nice way to gain exposure to uh, the payment space in the crypto economy. And, yeah, it's, it's our top-performing bundle of 2019. It's up 
uh, more than 115%. Very nice. I also saw that um, we briefly hit $9,000 again the other day on Bitcoin, right? Yeah, uh, this year has been a fantastic, fantastic year for crypto. Who's, uh, I think who's, uh, who's, really, who's yeah. really behaving well at the moment? I and mean, which cryptocurrencies have just seen, besides Litecoin, which you already mentioned, which ones have seen terrific um, ups? Uh, you've seen quite a few of the smaller cryptos come up, right? You've seen a lot of the, the altcoins, which, you know, let's call it from the top 10 to top 20 cryptocurrencies. They've increased over, say, the last two weeks a lot more than Bitcoin itself. But if you start looking at Ethereum, Ethereum for the last six to 12 months has been underperforming Bitcoin quite significantly. Mm-hmm. That's increased substantially. So if you look at Ethereum over a seven day or maybe a 30 day uh, moving average period, Ethereum's up more than 15 to 20% against Bitcoin itself. Uh, Dash is up, Monero is up. Monero is a privacy focused cryptocurrency, um, kind of co-built, if you want to call it that, by a fellow South African. Uh, so. No, there's a lot happening in the space. There's a lot of cryptos that are kind of weaving and wobbing. Uh, Binances, which is the world's largest exchanges, their token mm-hmm. called BNB, uh, which has just gone into our top 10 cryptos, uh, that's doing exceptionally well. That's more. Uh, that's probably the top performing crypto over the last week, month, and year. Wow. Um, why are there so many different Bitcoin versions? Well, it's, it's kind of coming to this idea of having a faster, cheaper, and more borderless means of payment, right? Mm-hmm. So Bitcoin has a better store of value. And you know, a lot of people will go, well, how does Bitcoin have a better store of value? But essentially, you've got a bigger market. You've got more miners. It's a lot harder to corrupt this network. Right. And the value that goes with that, or the, the problem, I suppose, that goes with that is that transactions now become you know, quite a lot more expensive. So in terms of making very cheap payments... Uh, Bitcoin at the moment is just not very good. So you've had other cryptos step in, such as Litecoin, such as Dash, or such as uh, Monero or Ripple, mm. that have stepped in to kind of fill these these gaps and maybe even to target niches. So as an example, if you look at Ripple, uh, Ripple is more targeting institutional investors like your banks. Uh, and essentially, these banks would be able to take on Ripple, and Ripple's currency essentially is called XRP. Mm-hmm. They would be able to keep that on their books and essentially, if they were moving money from one country to another, no longer do they need to store a huge amount of uh, all these different uh, fiat currencies. They don't need to store dollars and pounds and you know all these other currencies on their books. They essentially can use XRP to, to move from one currency to another. And this is instant. It's very low cost. And it's essentially more efficient than what's currently out there. So... Again, they're just targeting all these different niches. There's other, there's Stellar Lumens, as an example, which uh, is more peer-to-peer. So as an example, you've got Venmo in the States with 40 million users, and that's you know opened the gates for this peer-to-peer economy. And uh, Stellar Lumens is essentially going for exactly the same thing, where if you want to pay your friend for uh, dinner or something like that, or pay, split the bill, you could use uh, Lumens to essentially just make a transfer. It's instant. It's free. It's fantastic. All right. Very, very good. I'm afraid that's all we got time for this morning, but thank you, Sean. Always good to catch up. And you can find out more by listening to the entire series over the next couple of weeks. We're going to be talking to Sean Sanders and other people about Revix and about uh, all the other cryptocurrencies and things like the payment bundle that we discussed today. Thanks so much for talking to us this morning. This is CliffCentral.com.